Ryan Reese from Southern California. This is Live with Ryan Reese. Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. I want to thank you guys all for tuning in on another Saturday night. we got a sick show tonight. got my boy Luciano uh, Arroyo in studio and his coach, Coach Jake. Thank you guys for being here. Boom. Sick. Right on. Um, We're going to be talking about, um, man, we're going to be talking about a lot of things. We're going to be talking about faith. We're going to be talking about the highlights, the low low places in life. But it's just basically Lucci's story about how he uh, basically been pursuing God and this radical move that God has done in his life over the last maybe like six years, I would say, from junior high to to high school. I would say so. Something like that. So if you're a parent and you're driving – Stay tuned in because what you're going to hear tonight, this I think you're going to hear a lot of cool things that maybe you could talk to your kids about. Or maybe you grab your kid and uh, pull him into the room so they can hear us. Because I've known Lucci for his whole life, and to see what God's done with his life for the last six years has been amazing. And, and if you guys know anything about Coach Jake, he's the wrestling coach here at Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa. Uh, I had him speak at Shine recently, and it was nothing but fire. If you want to find that study, go to YouTube, to my YouTube channel, and look up Coach Jake on YouTube. And this message that he gave, it lit me on fire, man. It started a revival in my life. I started fasting ferociously, praying hard, and just digging in the scriptures, man. So just so you know, you really encouraged my life and over the last, you know, since I met you pretty much. <laughs> Sick. So it's awesome. But um, I got to take a call because I have Lacey Sturm calling in because we have a big concert this weekend, which is going to be um, up in L.A. So I want to go ahead and take the call from Lacey on line one. So let's see if we can get her in here. Lacey. Hello. How you doing? Good to hear from you. What's up, Brian? I'm doing good. How have you been doing? We're great. We are actually visiting a Winter Jam concert in Pittsburgh right now. Oh, nice. So, Is it uh, snowing out there? No, it's not snowing, but um, but I got to meet Lauren Daigle, and I got to see the Red Guys. And oh, right I got on. To see David Crowder, and I'm just... It was a great night. <laughs> right on, right on. Hey, listen, man, a lot of people are stoked and talking about this concert we got going on up in L.A. Yeah, I'm so, so excited about that show. I'm so excited. We're all going to be there, my husband and my babies. But we're so excited because it's going to be what our, it's going to be really our first mainstream uh, show with the record out so it's our cd release party and so i'm so excited because we've been working on this album i'm so proud of it and this show is going to be uh it's just going to be a dream it's, it's going to really be epic i've i've heard the songs yeah. and they're amazing i know you have uh what's the song right now that's on sirius radio that's playing impossible impossible yes i actually have that in my uh my phone it sounds amazing and it's going to be at the whiskey of gogo up in la <laughs> February 4th, which is next week. There's limited seats left. I, I heard that the VIP is, is selling like crazy. But you're also going to be hanging out with everyone after the show. And I know about Whiskey of Gogo. It's a small little tight venue. So everyone that goes there is going to actually be hanging out. So we want to encourage you guys to come out. It's all ages. It's $15. Uh, if you want to get the VIP ticket, that's also available. But um, it's going down. It's going to be this Thursday, 7 p.m. Like I said, Lacey's going to be there. And if you don't know, maybe you just tuned in and you don't know who Lacey is. She was uh, formerly the lead singer of Flyleaf. And they sold millions of albums. I mean, they were touring all over the world. I mean, with some of the, the biggest rock bands. So it's amazing to see now 
her launch her new album and you know the four songs i heard are incredible and we're gonna see what god's gonna do what was the whole purpose why why'd you even like why'd you start to do this uh this new album i know you want to go back into the into the world and just pretty much let your light shine but what was what was the deal with all that well i had been listening to the radio actually and um and just coming away from the songs feeling so heavy and just like remembering what it you know that time in my life when i was depressed and suicidal and really um susceptible to just any destructive lie that would make me feel like i was understood but also lead me to a darker place you know and just left me there so like that's why i loved the music i listened to growing up was heavy dark rock and just anything that was that was helped me feel understood and felt honest, you know. At the same time, the thing I noticed about this that music when I when I found hope afterwards, you know, after I planned to commit suicide and God rescued me from that, um, I noticed that it pulls you right back into that spot. That music is, is a meditation, and so my 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 heart is that we can have an alternative out there on the radio next to those songs that you can still feel understood, but you also walk away feeling hope. You feel that light at the end of the tunnel. You feel like, yeah, you know, life, I'm ready to fight for life now, you know. So that's kind of the heart behind it. Absolutely. And that that's amazing. I can't tell you how many people, how many uh, people have come up to me, even girls that have listened to your old music um, to the previous album, and they said they were suicidal or they were at the end of themselves or they're struggling with homosexuality or whatever, and they actually found God through this this music. And that's exactly what's going to happen again with this new album. So, Lacey, thank you for calling you. I guess I'm going to see you here. Uh, I'm going to see you here in a few days, right? Very soon. Okay. I'm so excited. I can't tell you how excited I am. I'm also really excited to see Crystal. I'm probably going to have to sneak over to your house or something. You're going to have to come down because she's on bed rest just hanging out waiting for those triplets to pop out. So who excited. knows? I'm- I'm just so excited to to get the album out and to play the show. It's going to be epic. It's going to be such a great show. We've got we've just been thoughtful about this whole thing, and we're so happy to be finally getting to release it into the into the air, into the the club, and into those kids' hearts, and just getting it out of us. You know, it's going to be awesome. awesome. Well, thank you, thank you, Lacey, and we are going to see you shortly. And everyone else that's listening, come out and meet us. Like I said, there's limited seats; it's all ages, fifteen bucks, February fourth at the Whiskey of GoGo. You can buy them at I think it's called WhiskeyAGoGo dot com, or you could show up the day of the event, like most laggers do, and buy your ticket day of. Yeah, right. Yeah. All yeah. right, we love you, Lacey. Thank you very much for calling in. Thank you, Ryan. And I'll see you soon. Okay, bye. Okay, awesome. Yeah, love Lacey, man. She's rad. Well, she was the kid that was on the other side of things that basically came from homosexuality and drugs and atheism and all this stuff. But in studio, we have Lucci. So he's on the other side, which there's so many kids that are grew up in the church. Actually, I think I got Lacey still on the phone. Let me me drop her really quick. Um, We got got Lucci in here that basically grew up in a Christian home. Yeah. Not perfect. No, <laughs> at all. But what's interesting is I, I've known you forever. I grew up uh, skating and surfing with you. Yeah, our I, whole life. I remember going skating and surfing with you all the time as a kid. You're always like that crazy uncle. I, I mean, you're like an uncle to me. You're always crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and you also 
crazy as well. Yeah. So it's good to actually just see you how you've been growing up skating and surfing. And then um, we, it's interesting because I worked with your dad at Circa Footwear. Yeah. And he was, you know, worked at production and he, many other jobs down there. And I was running the team. And then we, we, I left. I found God. And he, he, he was a Christian, but he stayed, you know, working in the industry. But then you know, came full circle where I ended up hiring him in 2009. Oh, actually, no, he was shooting photos for the Whosoever's when it first started in 2009, taking his vacation days when he was working at Circa. Yeah. And you got introduced to the movement when it first started. How old were you back then? I was nine. Yeah, 2009. Okay, so that was, you were nine in 2009. And I remember you were a little grom running around, just kind of tripping on all the concerts and hanging out with everyone. Yeah. But then moving forward full circle you know you get into you, you basically get into a uh, junior high and all of a sudden like you know you decide to start wrestling right yeah well how'd that even come about and what, what what was that whole program called yeah uh so my older brother vidal uh he started at tesoro high school and uh we started out at like a little club <clears throat> called sons of thunder but uh like that was just that club we just learned how to get in our wrestling stands we didn't really do much but then uh i got introduced to team thunder because uh, my older brother he was wrestling at Tesoro, and then uh, that head coach there went to Team Thunder, and that's how he got introduced to Team Thunder. And, and who, was the, was. Who's, who was the coach? Was it was Coach Jake at that time? No. Oh no. It was a uh, it was it was a different coach. He he was I think he was a past church boy back then. Okay, so you started when okay, so Vidal was already wrestling, then you got introduced to it. But it's kind of interesting because you grew up skating and surfing, and then getting into wrestling is like a whole different deal. Yeah, it is. So I mean, what was that whole process? I know I saw this video that you guys were doing back then when you guys were little kids. It was called the Rock Workout. Yeah. And when I saw that video, I go, dude, <laughs> that was that would be gnarly for me to do this. I got these little kids carrying on these these huge rocks. Yeah. Well, tell us about that whole process with the Rock Workout. Yeah. Um, well, it's funny because growing up, I was uh, my dad. He always instilled in us hardworking mm -hmm. and like doing chores and stuff. But uh, I was always a surfing, skating kid, and uh, getting into wrestling, I thought it was kind of funny because. Uh, I thought wrestling was like WWE launching chairs at each other and and uh, the whole wearing like the whole leotard thing kind of weirded me out. Yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, it's a whole hey, like I said, Coach Jake, it's a whole different vibe. It's a whole different you know what I'm vibe. saying? Yeah, it's it, it's definitely something different. And uh, getting into the wrestling really built my character and uh, instilled in me hard work. And that rock workout was really a uh, a turning point in my faith in God. Uh, just drawing closer to him and just dropping all the sin in my life. Like, because as a kid growing up, I was always a Christian. Mm -hmm. You know, I would call myself a Christian, but I wouldn't really live myself, live like a Christian. And I would, I mean, I would go to church every Sunday, but I never had that true relationship. Mm -hmm, that relationship. Until joining Team Thunder really just bonded my faith with God. Now, let's let's talk about this rock workout. Because I know, you know, yeah. if you guys want to watch this video, you can go to uh, my YouTube, uh, Ryan Reese YouTube, and you can watch it. It's, or actually, it's on the Whosoever's YouTube. Mm -hmm. You can watch it. But, when I watched it, I was super impacted. And I was on fire for God. But when I watched it, I was like, dude, this is like some serious business. Explain exactly what this rock workout is. Yeah, so basically uh, we take a retreat up to a Calvary camp. And uh, we get there. And uh, obviously everyone's nervous because everyone's been talking about the rock workout. And like uh, the new guys there, we always, sometimes we like to scare them. Like, dude, this is really hard. And it, it's, it's tough. Uh, so basically we go out, we pick rocks. It's freezing cold, sometimes snowing. Yeah. Well, now, what, what kind of rocks? Are you talking about like a little two pound no, rock? No, no, like it's, it's like, like a boulder. The, the smallest rock is thirty pounds, and that's for like a fifty pound kid, sixty pound kid. So and, and, there's a kid this year that wrestles one forty five. His name is Gabe Collins, and he had a seventy three point four pound rock. And, and how heavy is he? He's, wait, what'd you say? He wrestles at one forty five. One forty five, and he's carrying something that's over like half his weight. Yeah. 
73.5. But this is the ticket. Oh my gosh. You, but yeah. what do you have to do with this rock? Because, okay, so they pick it up. That's no big deal. But what do you have to do with yeah. this rock? Yeah, so we pick up the rock, and then uh, it's funny. Usually, Coach Jake would be like, he'll pick up the rock, make sure it's the right weight for us. And he's like, nope. So every year we always move to we move up. So the guy two weight classes above us, we always get his rock. Yeah. So it's like it's it's hard. Like sometimes we'll uh we'll be like, okay, you know what? I, I don't want to move up this year, so we'll grab huge rocks, and then we'll have to go up after that. It's it's crazy. Like move up in weight. Well, so that means you have to bulk. No, this is like I'm you know. Oh, pull, here, step up to Mike a little. All right. Please. So here here's the trick. The kids sometimes come up with like these whack little rocks. They're like here. And I'm like, yeah, it's bro. heavy. Yeah, I'm all. I feel it. I'm like, yeah, no. And so I have them all set the rocks down in front of them, and I said, all right, take two steps to the right, like the guy from the weight class, the rock that he got. And so these guys go boop boop, like two steps to the right, and then they pick up that rock, and they're like, oh. And I'm like, yeah, that's the rock you're supposed to have. <laughs> so okay, so now that they have these heavy rocks, what do you have to do with this? Uh, we we're basically carrying the rock for three hours, and uh, we're doing sprints with it. We're doing. Jump squad. You can't put uh, it down. Bro. You no. cannot put it down you, for three hours. You can't even rest your elbow on your knee. No. Or you'll get an extra rep. Yeah, and <laughs> it, it adds up. I remember one year uh, we had this big guy on our team, and this guy kept on dropping the rock. <laughs> kept on dropping it. And we were like, dude. And, Coach and the Jake, whole team pays for this. The yeah, the, team the whole pays. team pays for it. Yeah. Bro, we started off with like 12 reps, and I think that year they ended up at 83 reps. Like overhead, Sheesh. you know. Yeah. Tricep extensions, rows, lat raises, jump squats, like all this stuff. But it starts with 12. Just right. do 12. You know, and it's like, all right, there's six minutes in a match, you know, so like 30 second intervals, mm -hmm. all right, 12. There's your reps, you know, and then they got to do like six sprints up this thing. So you're working to get, get them together as teamwork to be unified yeah, exactly. organization. But but there's also a bigger meaning to this yeah. whole yeah. rock. Yeah, yeah the, the rock symbolizes sin. Yes, you know, uh, it all comes from a, a devotional that we have or a Bible study that we have that mm -hmm. morning. So here's what happens: they go and get the rocks. It's like in the snow, and I sit on this little stump, and I just basically give them a Bible study from Hebrews 12, where it says, "Since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us cast off the weight of sin that so easily ensnares us, looking unto Jesus, the Author and the Perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him, despising the shame." You know, basically went to the cross and died for us. Yep. And, you know, and so casting off the weight of sin, and so this rock symbolizes the weight of sin, like hidden sin or whatever. Like, and high school kids are. <laughs> I remember the kind of stuff I was getting into back then, bro. I would have probably had like a hundred pound rock if it was proportionate Absolutely. to how I acted or whatever. You know, pornography. You know, drugs. Mm -hmm. uh, anything doesn't even have to be like crazy gnarly things like that. I mean whatever you know and those things add up and you know i i i want the kids hopefully later on in life if they are going through it and if they are messing up or whatever they'll remember like this this stinks this feels exactly like when i was doing the rock workout and oh yeah how do i get out from underneath this weight of sin and so they do the whole workout and this year, actually, the kids beasted it. This was the fastest they've ever done. This crew is beast. There's been a revival, Sick. but we're going to get to There's been a revival yeah. in the church, boys. For sure. We're going to sure. get to that. And then at the very end, I said, all right, you take this rock. And I said, lift over your head. Like, what yeah. does this rock symbolize? And they're like, shaking and crying. It's sin. This rock symbolizes sin. I says, let's get rid of this thing, you know. And basically, I tell them to throw down the rock. And that's like when you ask Jesus to come into your life. And that's when you basically, you 
let go of all the weight of sin and the Lord purchases you with his blood. And then now I have them do one more rep without the rock and they're usually like hysterically laughing. Yeah, because they're so like, easy. oh my gosh, it's so easy. You know, and they, they're like in their stance, they're doing the rows or whatever with nothing in their hands and they're like cry laughing, you know, and, and I'm like, yeah, that's how life is meant to be. That's how the Lord wants your life to be like it. Give those things over to the Lord and you don't have to carry them. You don't have to like have this secret. All You don't have to be like this, you know, just carry these burdens. Yeah. yeah. Give these things Sin. over to the Lord. And, you know, it's an object lesson. And uh, that's what I really want to instill in the kids. And it's it's been cool. I've been here for 17 years now. And mm-hmm. there's kids that have come back from even 10 years ago. They're like, coach, that rock workout is legit. In college, I was getting into this and getting into this, getting into this, and I just remembered all I have to do is throw it down and and ask Jesus to help me, and he will. And, bro, when people come back and they say that stuff, it's just like, yes. It, yes. it melts me, mm-hmm. and it's like, praise the Lord that I was here in their life and able to transfer this, you know, message or whatever. You know, that's... And that's it. That's it, man. So you're okay. So you're carrying this rock. You're yeah. obviously having. You're realizing it, it's speaking to you about this whole sin. And you went into this wrestling camp, but you didn't have like a real relationship. You were you were a Christian, like maybe a lot of kids. Like yeah. oh, I go to church on Sunday and Wednesday. But what was what was going on that really like where you had that revival in your life? That that um. What what were the changes that you ended up making after working with these guys? Yeah, you know, uh, a big problem was just always on my phone. Kids these days are always on their phone, and you waste so much time, and it makes you seriously, like, dumb. So uh, just unplugging, because <laughs> when, when you're it on does. a phone, you, you can't hear the voice of God. You know what right. I mean? And um, just really, uh, ever since my dad got hired by the Whosoever's, I've really just been unplugging. And um, it's funny, my uh, I had a phone, and I was always on it, and I washed it in the washer. And I think that was probably the best thing that ever happened. Yeah. And at the moment, I was so bummed. I was like, oh. And then for those next months, I had to deplug because I didn't have a phone and mm-hmm. I couldn't get another one. So uh, just really deplugging and uh, diving into the word of God. And you, he blesses you and you hear his voice. And that's the main problem with most kids is they're always on their phone and they can't hear the word how, of God. How can you hear? On, I mean, I have a problem. I had to unplug. Thank God I teach the Bible. So I have to like literally turn off my phone. For that whole day while yeah. I'm unplugging. But then even when I want to study, I have to go to airplane mode, you know, because you can't hear God's voice. I just was telling you, I read this article today that just came out and they did an interview with kids from New York all the way to you know Colorado. It was like 60 kids across the, from the United States. Yeah. And they said that when they asked the kids, you know, first of all, it's like all these questions, what these kids are into from 13 to 19 years old. But when they got to the question about, so how many hours do you spend on your phone? Like pretty much the, ma- the majority of them would not answer the question. Yes. So they said, I would say roughly like like at least six hours a day. Easily. Easy. Yeah. Dude, imagine, and this is what's happening with, with these kids these days, these teenagers and younger kids because I think they get their phone when they're like 11 or maybe younger. Or they play on their dad's phone. Or imagine like, yeah. sitting in front of this device, which, I mean, you're a victim of it. Sitting yeah. in front of this device just wasting your life away. So what happens? You wa- you wash your phone, and I'm yeah. I'm passionate about this stuff because I've seen it. Yeah. What happened with you? You broke your phone or washed it, and then you started. You, you I think you were going to school. And did you get into homeschooling around that time? Yeah, around that time, uh, I pulled out of school. Uh, we actually got a dog, a hunting dog, and this mm-hmm. dog is crazy. This dog, if you don't put attention to it, it will tear apart your house. <laughs> so you know, it it helped that uh that I got this dog, and it was a blessing from God because. 
um, I got to go outside and just really dive in God's word and putting time in this dog. I got to see how great God is, how beautiful his creation is. Nature. And, exactly. And mm-hmm. going into nature, like you're saying, like you always go on your hikes and you mm-hmm. see how just beautiful God's hand is and what he can do. And that really inspires you to, you know what, I'm going to read my Bible. I want to know more about God. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was amazing decision. Well, I've seen this little re- uh, little revival happening in your life, and I know that you've still, you've been serving, you know, things that people don't know about you is you've been serving in the movement as well. You've been, yeah. uh, you know, you, you know, you've been shipping the boxes, uh, um, serving at the events, running the booths. Um, you're <laughs> currently in a lot of our photos yeah. uh, wearing the product <laughs> and stuff, so hot model, no attitude. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's funny, Coach Jake always, sometimes I'll be like, hey, Coach, I got to go model. And he'll be like, he'll kind of tease me about it. And then he'll be like, something model. Like, it's, it's, it's funny. It's so funny. It's just because, you know, we just were like, hey, you know what? Let's just grab our friends as a model. Now you became the model, not even trying to. Yeah, so. I know. But, um, but I, we know that's all fun and games, it but totally it's cool. We, yeah, we know. We're just clowning. But, um, <laughs> but you've been a part of the movement. But a really cool thing happened in, in eighth grade because I know that yeah. you've been, you know, uh, unplugged, seeking God, homeschooled, reading the books, seeking his will, hearing his voice, pursuing wrestling. You got Coach Jake, which is a beast over here, like – He's no games. He just says it the way it, way yeah. it is. Yeah. He's trained you like a pit and something really cool happened to you in, in eighth grade. What, what was the story with all that? You were, you were wrestling for this year. Tell us, tell us about the, the ups and downs during that season. Yeah. So, uh, started doing homeschool and, uh, we were just really wrestling almost every single day and it was awesome. Like and every day, like you're waking up wrestling in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. So I wake up, do my homeschool, get there, wrestle. And yeah. So I give this kid a strength program and usually it's like, you know, you write out this program, and it's like, oh, okay, we'll see if the kid does it. You know what I mean? Mm. Bro, he, he, like, all of a sudden, it just starts his body getting jacked. And I'm like, dude, what's going on around here? What have you been eating? You know? And he's like, I'm just doing the workout that you wrote out for me, like, three months ago. And he's just been meticulously following the workout program. And I'm just like, this kid is so coachable. He's just obedient. He listens well. He wants it on his own. He doesn't need someone to be like, hey, you got to go lift. Hey, you got to go train. Like he's just voraciously looking for more techniques or more, you know, whatever little edge. And he's dedicated. And, man, sky's the limit with a kid like this, you know. And so I really noticed it's like, man, we can we can develop him, you know, and started teaching him more, you know, obviously giving him a great fundamental base of wrestling technique mm-hmm. and wrestling philosophy and all that. And then start working on his athleticism and explosivity and stuff and gymnastics even. And like, hey, we can give this kid more and more and more stuff, you know. And each time I kind of up the bar of like challenges, he met it. And then it's like, all right, let's work on this and let's work on more dynamic styles. Let's study more of like Russian philosophy of wrestling. Let's study more of this. Let's let's look at this. And then now, dude, it's like a watching him and trains like a ninja. You know, he's just it's awesome, man. Well, it all paid off because in eighth grade, you you won a pretty big uh, contest, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I won a kid state championship. Uh, actually, at the state middle qualifier. School, yeah. yeah, middle school. I, I lost to the guy in the finals, and I was mad because, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you almost feel like if you're not amazing with it. So I went in that wrestling room, and I worked hard, and uh, I ended up being the kid in the state finals. So that, that made you the state champion yeah. for that weight division. Yeah. Of California, of California, and that was that was uh, in eighth grade. Yeah, which that's huge. I mean, how many kids do you have to beat? I mean, this is like yeah, the most of the kids I wrestle like they've been wrestling since like five, six, right? And uh, it's crazy what God can do. And uh, when you sell yourself to a program like Team Thunder, 
literally leaps and bounds. Like we have other kids, uh, Zoteas, they are amazing. They've only been wrestling for a year, yeah. and they've improved like crazy. Like, Is that that dude you were with the other night? The, the kid yeah, that was yeah, shine? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Dude, that kid, he's dangerous. I mean, the first year I wrestled <laughs> him, seriously, yeah. I'll be wrestling him, and next thing I know, I'm on my back, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this kid's been only been wrestling that a year. Dead. And he's yeah. a little scrub, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's not a scrub no more. <laughs> no, he's a beast now. Hey, well, here, talking about all this stuff, if people are listening, they want to get their kids involved with this, yeah. Coach, Jake, where do they go? How do they uh, find you? Well, um... I think our website is teamthunderathletics.com, uh, teamthunderathletics.com. Uh, we also meet, man, we train all week long. Um, We're in we have, Southern California in Orange County. Yeah, Southern, it's right, the, the, the gym is right next door to, uh, the studio here. So in uh, Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa. Yeah, Calvary yep. Chapel, Costa Mesa. The gym is located at 3232 West MacArthur Boulevard, mm-hmm. Santa Ana, California, 92704. Um, but yeah, you know, we train, Beginners, you know, as young as like three years old, even, you know, literally like they're, they can walk now. And so we get them on the mats and, you know, their parents are usually got cauliflower ear or they used to wrestle or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's like, all right, here, here's my son, you know, and, and then there's also a bunch of people now that have been watching like UFC and they see like, oh, this is the coach for Rafael Los Angeles or whatever, you yeah, know, yeah. let's go and learn wrestling. Wrestling is the best base for UFC or whatever, you know, I mean. So if people didn't catch that, you're right now training. Uh, one of the UFC fighters, which is uh, gonna fight uh, McGregor. Yeah, Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor on March fifth. Yeah. I can't wait. So you're training him, right? Yeah, now. Rafael dos Anjos. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's an awesome man from uh, Niteroi, Brazil. Well, and he loves the Lord. He's just an awesome dude, and it's a pleasure training him. Man, he's he's sold out to you know his, what he's doing. He's sold out. His family is. Every everybody is just all on board. His team is amazing. Master Rafael Cordero, the striking coach. Uh, Roberto Lima, uh, Gordo is a jiu-jitsu coach and Felipe Furao is, is, uh, is a jiu-jitsu partner and, you know, training partner since he was like, I think a white belt or a blue belt way back in the day. And man, it's just an awesome team. Uh, you know, this, um, it, it's awesome, man. It, it's, it's a great environment to be in. It's positive. Everyone is, everyone is not just nominally Christians. Everyone loves the Lord. You know, we meet up, you know, once a week to like pray. And, you know, just seek the Lord and invite God into the training camp. Mm-hmm. Obviously, with the, the whole McGregor thing, dude, this this particular fight is different because there's so much, like, mental warfare and spiritual warfare. You know, McGregor, what was he saying in the press conference the other day? He's like, oh, because uh, he's been saying weird stuff about Jesus. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. Because he's, he's trying to push off. Yeah, yeah. He's so, trying to get under yeah. skin. And uh, before he was like, oh, if me and Jesus got in the ring, I'd knock him out in a minute or whatever. And it's like, what? What a weirdo. Like, wh- why do you even talk about that? Yeah, such a weirdo. He's just trying to mess with this. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like he's reading from a script, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, totally. So at the press conference the other day, he's like all, uh, yeah, me and Jesus are cool. And then he's like, uh, I'm cool with all the gods. And then he goes, gods recognize gods. And it's like, whoa, dude. Like. Easy, yeah, that's, buddy. That's pretty Easy, nice. buddy. And then so, Dos Anjos, when he gets on the mic, he's like, I am just a very small tool in the hands of God. And this <laughs> poor, unfortunate man is going to learn what the Lord can do with a, you know, with a willing vessel in his hand. And then he's like, boom, drops the mic and like, that was it. Dude, that's gnarly. Yeah, it was sick. It's so, gonna, it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, it's good. But because McGregor is, uh, he's, he's definitely a pride and, you know, that, all yeah, that stuff. Just and a then, lot of and talk. Then, Dos Anjos is just real yeah. mellow and humble. 
Well, you know, um, we're going to be going to break here soon. But like I said, this you, what you teach is it's for young young kids. Yeah. You do the high school program and the adult program. Yeah, yeah. We got MMA fighters in there, and now we started this like we started an adult wrestling program. Just like there's a bunch of adults that are like, hey, uh, I want to learn how to wrestle. I've never wrestled before. I'm like 30 or whatever. I'm like, yeah. oh, cool. All right, let's wrestle. And so Tuesday, Thursday night, 7 p.m., we've got like open mat adult wrestling, and we're just teaching them like basics of wrestling. Bro, that thing's getting packed. we got like 35, almost 40 people in there. and That's amazing. And then Shogun, who is, is in that class, yep. and Dos Anjos, you know, it's like... It's, Dude, it's, it's a cool environment. It's well, hey, if you guys want to meet up with Coach Jake and get in the program, if you want to get your little kids involved, if you want to get your high school students involved, or if you're a dad or a grown man that wants to get involved, come on down. It's at Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, next to the Logos building. Or if you're an ex-wrestler and you're sitting in the cubicle all day long and you want to go and get a sweat doing what you love to do, come on and wrestle. <laughs> there it is there. And remember, this, uh, this week, February 4th, we're going to be up at... Uh, the Whiskey A Go Go for Lacey Sturm's record release party. We'll be back in two minutes. More live with Ryan Race coming up. Call now 1 Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Well, let's hear it. Now, back to live with Ryan Reese from Southern California. Right on. If you just tuned in, I have Lucci Arroyo in studio, uh, state champion, eighth grade, and now he's in high school. We're going to get to that story. And Coach Jake uh, in studio as well. And, and Coach Jake, he trains a lot of uh, MMA fighters, and he teaches uh, little young kids how to wrestle as well as like high school students and then grown men. So, um it's 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 amazing what we have here. Just the story we've been talking about how Lucci grew up as a skater, surfer, and then got into wrestling, and just the whole program of um of the uh, what's it called? Church boys? Tur no, no, not the church boys. Before Team Thunder. Team Thunder. Thunder. There's too Team many teams. Thunder. Team Thunder yeah. Team is Thunder. before you get to high school. Right. That's our club program. Yeah. And then our high school program, Calvary Chapel Wrestling. Right. And, you know, we kind of nicknamed it Church Boys Wrestling. There's a story behind it, you know. I want that's exactly what I want to talk about right now because now we're at the point of the story right. where Lucci's getting into high school. So you were state champion eighth grade. Now you're starting Church Boys. So what's is this program different than than Team Thunder? Or what's what's the whole deal with that? Yeah, I know Coach Jake's still involved, but there's some other guys too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, so Team Thunder is uh, raising up Team Thunder and wrestling for them. We were always tough, but. I remember looking down at the church boys practices and they were tough. Coach so what's Jake, the difference now? Oh, it's it's a lot more intense. Uh, you got to be a lot more focused. And uh, I think Coach Jacob was definitely preparing me uh, in middle school to get ready for that because I, I used to look down and watch them and they would go crazy. Rope climbs, round the world, push up, X-Men jumps. Like, they're going crazy. And uh, it's actually kind of a... Strenuous. Exactly. Exactly. It's actually kind of a funny story. When I first joined Team Thunder and I saw Coach Jake... I I saw him taking photos during a practice, and I thought he was uh I thought he was like a hired photographer. I was like, oh cool, we we get a little photographer here. I'm like, that's cool. And next thing I know, I saw him. I'm like, oh dang, that's the head coach of Church Boys. I felt I felt like a scrub. I was <laughs> it was funny, but uh yeah, and um the community we have in Church Boys is just amazing. Uh, we're all brothers through Christ, and especially this year, there's been a lot. There's been a bond in the team. That's mm -hmm been like no other like coach jake said he wants to make the church was like they were back 
when they first started leading kids to the Lord under the bleachers and just giving the glory to God. Okay, you know what? That's a good question. Tell Coach Jake, tell us how this whole thing started, the the church boys, and then I want to talk to Lucci about what's currently going on yeah. because it's been on a there's been a journey with the church boys. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, super long ago, I think it was like ninety, maybe ninety one. Um, a man named John Azevedo came over here, and John Azevedo and Jeff Roberts, they started the Calvary Chapel wrestling program. And, I mean, you know, John Azevedo is an amazing – he's an Olympian. Uh, he was on that 80 team that boycotted the Olympics. But kind of a bummer because he's probably going to win the world that year, win the Olympics, but we ended up boycotting. And um, But, yeah, you know, the Lord used him in a mighty way – you know, through the tool of like some silly little sport, you know, high school wrestling or whatever, that man impacted so many lives. And I mean, when I think of those first years of church boys wrestling, um, so many missionaries and pastors have come out of those first handful of years. And it's it's from the testimony and it's from the ministry of John Azevedo just teaching these kids, hey, you can work hard, you can be tough, you can set goals, you can achieve goals, you can do all these things unto the Lord for the glory of God. And, you know, he set the tone with that. And that's how the ministry was created, you know. And Coach Jeff Roberts was just like the backbone of it. He was just a stoic, just smart man, you know, administratively and it was just an amazing recipe, and those guys did an amazing things. You know, uh, many state titles, many individual state titles, and all that stuff. You know, and then you know, over the course of time, I think you know a lot of people were allured by the fame of Calvary Chapel wrestling, and maybe people, so. Were, were people like leaving their school to come uh, go yeah, to school yeah, Calvary people, so they could be on the team? Yeah, they could be on the team, and they can get under this great coaching, and you know, get exposure to go to big colleges and all this and that. And I think. What the team was originally like born in and birthed in, I think it started to kind of get mm, a little bit of entropy and started to kind of get diluted a little bit. And I think some of the <clears throat> people that came and some of the families that came, you know, I don't really know where they're at with the Lord. You know, I mean, it's, it's a like, it's like you start off a work by the spirit. Yeah. And, and then it turned into a work by the flesh, like Paul would say. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, because you had the mixed multitudes. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Uh, sadly, yes, exactly yeah. what you said. And I think when I came back from college and uh, I came back to, you know, help out at Calvary Chapel, I was like, whoa, this team doesn't really look much at all like what I remembered when mm -hmm. Church Boys first started. The team was amazing. Like it was filled with champions and one of the best, you know, teams nationally ranked and state champion team and all this and that. But man, it was just a different vibe, you know, and. And then, honestly, you know, in my time coaching, I felt like I didn't really do much to, like, return it to that original, you know, what, what John and Jeff created way back in the day. I felt like I just continued in the vibe that it was, and I felt really under pressure and under stress to continue to churn out, you know, state champions and state placers and, and uphold the the wrestling tradition, you know, really stressed to uphold the wrestling tradition, but I, I didn't seem very stressed to, or not stressed, but like, I didn't seem very like, it wasn't a huge priority to uphold the spiritual tradition. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so honestly, like for years, it's just been a grind and it's just felt like, 
all right, you know, we're doing it. We, we're making state placers, and we're doing great, and all this and that. And, and don't get me wrong. There's been amazing patches of ministry and things that have happened throughout the 17 years I've been here. You know, I don't want to, like, talk bad on that whole time. It's been amazing. But I remember what it was like when, like, John and Jeff were here and, like, Dude, the, like the church was praying for the team and they had these moms that would meet up upstairs. And like, I remember I walked in and I saw these moms like in a circle on their knees, like, dude, they're fighting. That, yeah, that's they're, amazing. They're battling, you know, they're praying and like just battling, you know, in the spirit over that team. And that team was doing amazing, crazy, amazing things with guys that are like way less talented than the guys even that we have now. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm just thinking, Man, we got to get back. We got to get back. We got to tear down the, you know, idols, so to speak. You know, who cares about like all the state championships and titles and this and that, whatever. Like, let's get back to the Lord. Let's get back to serving the Lord and just selling out completely to serving the Lord. And so, you know, this year we had the rock workout and all of that. And I'm just like, you know, personally in my life, I'm just running on fumes and just so worn down and so tired. And when I went to the retreat this year, I was like, Lord, I need you to speak to me. I need to hear from you, you know, and we were finishing up worship and I got the Bible in my hand. I have no idea what we're going to teach, you know, what I'm going to teach on or anything like that. And then as soon as the last song's done, the Lord's like, open up to Nehemiah four. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Nehemiah four. And I like remember, all right, the wall, rebuilding the wall, whatever. And I scan it real quick while everyone is like pulling out their Bibles and turning to Nehemiah 4. Like I I, I'm, I vaguely remember the area. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I read it and I'm just like, oh, okay. And I just start, you know, reading the Bible and, you know, Nehemiah chapter 4. And it's talking about when the children of Israel, you know, basically returned back and they rebuilt the wall. And, uh, you know, brick by brick and, you know, how the, uh, the, uh, young men were building and the family stood behind them with the swords ready, mm-hmm. you yep. know, and, and when, uh, Sanballat and Tobias were, uh, mocking and saying, Oh, if a little fox runs on the wall, that wall's going to fall down or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it, it, it was just awesome, you know, and, and then it talked about them working with a sword in one hand and a, and a plow in the other, or, you know, or a shovel in the other. And, and, Dude, it was like you rebuild the wall to like defend the castle against the attackers, you know, against enemy attackers. And and then basically I looked at the boys and I says, you know, it would be amazing if we had all state champions on this team. It would be amazing if we're a national champion team. It would be amazing if we're a California state champion high school team. But I think it would actually be more amazing if this was the team to return the church boys back to the original church boys tradition. Yeah. What do you guys think about this? And they're like, yeah. Yeah, we want to be the team that's remembered for returning the church boys back to godliness, holiness, righteousness. You know, that those first teams, I remember they would like go out, they're humble, they'd whoop up on kids on the mat, and then like when they get their hand raised, they'd reach over to the other kid and raise that kid's hand up and give him a hug. See, that's awesome. And then later on that day, you would see him like leading that kid to the Lord underneath the bleachers and like sharing Jesus with them and like. Dude, you want to talk about a rad movement? It was a radical movement in yep. the whole wrestling community. And it's like, I want that. I want to get back to that. The Lord will add all the other things. Right. But if we seek the Lord, you know, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything will be added unto you. And and I totally believe that. And so, you know, that's what it's been up. That's what's up with this year. And so anyways, we 
you know, after that talk, and these guys are like, yeah, that's what we want to do. It's like, all right, well, we probably got to do some house cleaning, you know? Yeah, because I was going to say, it's it's what you're saying is we got to get all the de-plug from all the junk, all the distractions, and we got to return to our first love. It's that spirit love, like that movement that you're talking about. Yeah. And I was saying earlier, like, I need a movement in my life. What I need is that movement is it's that move of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And and when, when you go through spring cleaning, like you guys are going to talk about right yeah. now, and start living righteously, not perfect, just trying to live yeah. right, yeah. then God starts to move and revival breaks out in, in everyone's hearts and it's contagious. You know, it's God, God, Jesus says he's a consuming fire. Yes. And when you get people that are fired up, like I was with Ronnie Feist recently and he's like, man, you get around people that are fire, you just light on fire. Yeah. But when you're around people that are not living like or don't have that fire in them or they just yeah. have this other distractions, they're Christians, but they're just kind of going through life. But you're not getting that blessing, yeah. that blessing that God has. And when you return to your first love and you get fired up and you turn that stuff out, God just moves. Yeah. yeah. It's like the difference. I remember back in the day when I used to be a little skater and I used to have long hair and all this and that. You have a, the Walkmans, the little cassette Walkmans, yeah. you know, and you have a fresh battery and then you put like a dead battery in it or you put a, one, you have one battery mm -hmm. and you put it and it has two batteries and it's like dead. That's what it's like when you're around people that aren't, plugged in and aren't on fire like you said man that thing just like fizzles out real mm -hmm. quick you know and and anyways and so i said all right guys well what do you guys think about like uh not necessarily rules but like some guidelines what do you guys think about making some guidelines of like what the new church boys are you know to return to holiness what do you guys think and they're like all right and so and that that's a tough one return to holiness yeah holiness yeah, yeah man that is and, tough and so you know we we came up with this like list of of guidelines you know and um i'll go right here and i'll find them pull, uh, pull up to the mic so so golden doesn't okay and so uh basically the you know the first guideline was i will make a commitment to actively pursue a personal relationship with jesus christ in accordance with galatians 5 uh, 16 through 26 and um, I mean, I, I can read it. It says, so I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They're in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, uh, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. And that's Galatians 5, uh, verse 6 through 26. Yeah, I love, I love that, Galatians. I always read that. Bro, I mean, it's, it's just black and white. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right there. So the next thing is this, and here's the hard ones. And we went and we asked the whole team, all right, guys, what do you think about this? And they're like... Uh, all right, all right, that. I'm Yeats, down. Dude, that's a hard no, one. No, there's some hard ones right here. So yeah. here they are. And, you know, remember, this is high school kids. This is kids that are like 18 years old, 17 years old, 16 years old, yep. you know, like fit, you know, ripped, shredded, 
A type kids, you know? Yep. All right, listen to these things that they agreed to, you know? Uh, I will commit to attending at least one church service a week that is based upon the Judeo Christian Bible. Um, item number three, I will commit to doing my part to create an environment of positivity that contains no cussing, vulgar language, vulgar content, bullying, hazing, or promoting things that are contrary to article number one of this contract. And then number four says, I will make a commitment to not participate in or pursue activities that will ultimately result in premarital sex. Like, you know, dude, it's crazy. There's like apps on the phone now where the kids can be like, Swipe left, swipe right. Oh, and it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, and it's, I mean, there's like a bunch of them. It's oh, not yeah. just, you know, the yeah. famous ones. It's like, there's all these apps. It's like, guys, dude. Yeah, it's and ridiculous. Like, and, and so, and then the last one is this I will abstain from partaking in any recreational use of mind altering drugs, alcohol, tobacco, or prescription pills, which is crazy because the prescription drugs is so. The psychotropic drugs now affect the kids' brains like so bad. It's like almost like they're zombies, you know? Mm -hmm. And so they got their phone, which turns them into zombies. And then they got these crazy prescription drugs that turns Mm -hmm. them into zombies. And it's like, how can they ever hear God? How can they ever hear God? And so, so we put this little like guidelines together and it wasn't like, oh, okay, we follow these guidelines and now we're going to go to heaven. No, it's like follow these guidelines in order to like turn down all the white noise and we can hear the Lord speak. And man, when we committed to these things, dude, the Lord started setting the whole team on fire. And I mean, it was an awesome revival that's happening in the team. And these guys are now talking about going to the mission field and, you know, being pastors. And, you know, now they're sending texts through the group. Oh, check out this verse I found. Oh, look at this devotion. Oh, look at what utmost verse highest this morning was this. Boom, boom, boom. They're getting their names engraved on the These are high school kids. Like, this is like, that's crazy for this to be happening. It's awesome. It's awesome. What, what have you experienced with with all that with these kids? I mean, you're I mean, you're obviously a teenager. You're one of them. Yeah. What's what's going on? What's the conversations with these guys? Yeah, it's crazy because before, um, like I, in the locker room, they like, before they'd be like cussing and stuff and just not talking about the most pure things, obviously. And uh, and after this rock workout, literally, I saw a change, and it was crazy. Uh, different kids on our teams, literally, just getting radical for God and dropping everything, and it was just amazing to see. And uh, it was awesome to see because a lot of them went up to me and like, "Hey, Lucci." Back then, when I wasn't a Christian, you were a big example to me, and that just really that made me feel awesome. Like that they were looking up to me. It, mm-hmm. I, I'm like four years younger than these guys, yeah. And for yeah. them to look up to me and say that that was a big compliment, and I was just like, "It's all God. It's not me." And what's awesome is because you you stood for God. You were gonna walk with God, and you were just doing your thing. And that's the way it is when you walk with God. Your friends that are maybe like lukewarm or guys that are maybe not Christians. Everyone's watching you. Yeah. yeah exactly. And my grandma said this one quote to me. It was actually written in a note when she passed away. I found it in one of her Bibles. It says, The best sermon you could give is your life. Life, yes. It's just sure. the way you live. Yeah. So these dudes, they're going to this Christian school. They're in church boys. Yeah. yeah. But they're living the double, they're like the double minded man in James. Yeah. But they're watching you. Yeah. And you're just doing your thing. Yeah. And that just always just encouraged them. Well, yeah. here's the thing. Sometimes, you know, Christians and especially like maybe kids or maybe even some parents that are kind of like, I don't want to say like goody two shoes or whatever. They're like, oh, we got to separate from everybody. We got to keep pure. We got to keep all clean and whatever. Be in the world, but not of the world. Exactly. We're salt and light. And back in the day, they didn't have refrigerators. 
And so salt was like a meat preserving agent. Like you rub the salt up against the meat and that would like make it last longer so it wouldn't get bacteria and infected mm-hmm. and all that or whatever. You know, we're, we're to be salt. We're, we're to be in the world and not of the world. And, you know, if Lucci would have like hid himself away, they would have never seen that example of like just a humble little freshman kid with this Bible, like, you know, cool kid, dresses cool, you know, skateboard, all this stuff, whatever, like cool kid. Loves the Lord, quiet, humble, but that testimony was so loud to them, and it was like a little checkpoint for them, kind of like a little tiny lighthouse. Mm-hmm. And then when they felt the Spirit of the Lord come upon them, then they like identified with Lucci. They're like, oh, dude, I, I, I see what this kid's talking about. Mm-hmm. It's like their ears got turned on, and all of a sudden, they're now speaking the same language, you know, and it's awesome, man. It's awesome. Like like that Ronnie Feist said, it's like, man, when... Everyone's on fire. It's like, dude, can you imagine? I mean, I, I just have you know, Vice, my Ronnie Feist. I've been hanging out with him a lot lately, and he's just fired up. And like, when you yeah. get together, you're just like, I mean, I could just I'm thinking about like what it's probably like in a church boys group right now. Yeah. How, how so many sick. dudes are in there? There's like, fourteen, uh, fourteen, fourteen guys, fourteen dudes just fired up. Amazing. Yeah. Well, look, we got like ten minutes left, if that. Some amazing things. We got five minutes left. We, some amazing things have been happening with you lately. Yeah. So you just went to this contest. Give me. We, we have five minutes left. T- tell me this story about this amazing thing that happened. How God used you. Match. Yeah. At yeah. this match. So uh, well, start from five counties where you lost. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I wrestled this kid before. He's top ranked in the state, mm. and uh, we went to a tournament. He's, he's a, a senior. You're a freshman. Senior. Yeah. And uh, he's okay. he's well known in the wrestling industry. He's like that guy. You see him at the tournament. You're like, dude, that guy's sick. That's the dude. Yeah. yeah that's he destroys. <laughs> you look everyone. up to him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He, everyone looks up to guys that are killing it. You know? Exactly. So Lucci's wrestled twice before. First time was not so good, ten to one. Second yeah. time, so he worked you nine to three. Yeah, he yeah. worked me. Uh, Two times. I, I lost him at a tournament early in the season. Then uh, at five counties uh, finals, I met him again, and uh, I mean the score, it, it was I still got destroyed nine to three. So literally, <laughs> and I, I was. But bummed. you're a freshman, yeah, exactly. and he's a senior, exactly. Yeah. But I like, mean, it's pretty beast for a freshman to go to the finals of this huge well, yeah, state yeah. So, But anyways. I, I was bummed, obviously, losing because this is the second time losing this guy. And uh, um, he may have not beaten me by a ton, but it was still like I, I got destroyed. That So literally um, that Sunday. Went home working in the garage. Yeah, exactly. I, I was working in my garage, got a sweat. And then Coach A texted me that night and said, hey, we're going to beat this kid. Come in tomorrow. Because there's an all-star <laughs> match. And he's in our county. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like the one and two in the county, they're going to have an all-star match. And that match was two days after, after I just lost this, him. that he lost to him. Yeah. And so I was, you know, watching some film on the kid. And I was like, I texted Lucci. It might have been like 10 at night. Yeah. I'm like, dude, come on. We're going to smoke this kid. All right. <laughs> let, let's go to the room early. After so sessions. We went to, we went to the room, mm-hmm. uh, we went to the room two hours early. Yeah. And just worked on a whole bunch of ninja stuff. It was, <laughs> and literally like he kept on telling me, Hey, you're going to beat this kid. You're going to beat this kid. And yeah. I was just kind of like, yeah, you know, I didn't really truly believe. And I didn't like Philippians 413. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But yep. I didn't truly believe that. Mm-hmm. I've heard of the stories, but I've never really experienced it. So it was definitely, it was crazy coming into this and uh, right before my match, I'm like, I can, well, hear the voice of God. I, I said it to him when we first went there. Yeah. And then when the whole team got there for the team practice, I was like, hey, guys, Lucci's going to beat this kid today. It, Lucci's going to beat him. And all the guys are kind of like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, like, all right. Yeah. He just got smashed by him at, at yeah. finals of five counties. Yeah. And then I was like, no, look at me. Like, he's going to win. And I think he's going to major him. And they're like, okay. <laughs> they're like, yeah, it was, it was funny. And then so we go Monday. And uh, I just kept on believing and, and just giving the glory to God. And he went out there and 
I beat the kid seventy three. Just worked him, yeah. And was, I actually seen the footage. It was it was and, crazy. And you uh, you worked him cartwheels and flips and all kinds of ninja moves. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> and literally right after we went over and we just started praying because it was thanking God. I saw the photo. Yeah. That was amazing, man. Yeah. There was a picture of you and, and Coach Jake. You guys are butted heads, and I don't yeah. know who else. is that David around you? Uh, it was Coach Sal. Yeah, Coach Sal. The other Coach, Coach Sal. Yeah. You guys are all just praying and, and giving and giving oh, God we're the just glory. Like, he was weeping. We we're just all and crying together. What like, a testimony! Because these guys aren't Christians either. Okay, no. so you have this all these other schools that are there. Oh yeah. Right when you work this guy, you go over. This freshman works a senior. Then you guys all start praying. They're just probably like, What's what the heck is these beasts are just over here praying like i don't yeah. get it dude we just love jesus exactly we love jesus and oh by the way we wrestle that's yeah. our thing but we love the lord plain and simple well it sounds like the church boys have has gone back to its roots praise the lord and given god the glory praise the lord and uh, everyone's on fire and i'm sure i know you know the scriptures say you know you put god first and seek you first the kingdom of god that's and right. all these things will be added into you that's yes. the verse yeah and all things work together for good for those that love christ i mean Keep seeking his will. And for the listeners, you know, if you heard this story and maybe you're not a wrestler, but maybe you just have all this noise in your life. You just need to, like, get this stuff out. You got? Do you have any last words that you want to say to the yeah, listeners? Yeah, yeah. I maybe I mean, they're caught I, up in all this this noise. Unplug, yeah, exactly. That, kill the noise. Exactly. Yes. And that's what, when I was doing the high school tours with you, like, a year ago, mm-hmm. you really were, like, kill the noise. And literally, I started doing it, and you will hear God's voice. It's crazy. It's hard, I know. You want to check your Instagram every second, see what's posted. Mm-hmm. But literally, you just got to, I'm not saying break your phone, but on airplane mode, do whatever. Just put it across your room. Bit. Like Coach Jake says every day, he puts his, He didn't even put his phone in his room. He wakes up, and on his counter, on his nightstand, is a Bible. So right when you wake up, you wake up, he gets his coffee, Coach Jake says, and he reads his word. And you really got to read that word, because you will definitely hear God's voice. Yeah. And guarantee when you wake up, you're going to see that Bible, and you're going to see your, your, you're gonna see your phone. No, you got man. to grab Here. your Bible. Here's a trick. Don't even use your phone as an alarm. Put it on the other side of the room or even in a different room. Get yep. yourself an old alarm, normal, old mm. school alarm, and then put your Bible right there. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's the way. That's that's the ticket. <laughs> no, honestly, that's what my wife's been doing. She's like, I just put my phone on the other side. She's like, I wake up, I yeah. read. Um, I, I have to study more because I'm obviously, because I teach. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just turn my phone off. But during those study sessions, it's so easy to want to go and check your Instagram, it's like this. It's like this crack. Now, yeah. Now, when I feel those little tugs, I use it like a fast, like a hunger. Like, uh, yeah. Like when it's like, oh, go check your. Oh, all right. You want to? You want to get crazy with me? Boom! And I just start praying. Like when I feel that little tug to That's go check your one. Instagram, whatever. It's like, oh, all right. Boom! And get right after it in prayer. Well, hey, you know, I want to thank you guys for for being on the show. It was sick. And you know what, Luch? We haven't had any um young kids, you know, teenagers on the show. So now we'll put this thing on YouTube and get it circulating because. A lot of a lot of uh, teenagers. They need to hear this. Man. Yeah, I know. They're being sure. robbed. They're yeah. being robbed. Exactly. I'm so glad social media stuff wasn't around when I was younger. Oh, bro. But I mean, now. even even as an adult, uh, we still deal with it. You know, and if you're out there, listen, man, just unplug. Take that time. Read. And you know what? You read that living word of God. It says this, the word of God is sharper than a two edged sword. You start reading that, and you open those pages, and you just feel like. You just feel the presence of God. Yeah. I mean, you, you feed your soul. Absolutely. And your your life, it will be transformed. So until next week, we love you guys, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, man. Right. Boom. Boom. This has been Live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan... Click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. 
for Life with Ryan Reese. Hello, my name is Adam Comer. And I'm Ryan Chittister. And we're the host of Life After Addiction Podcast. If you or someone you love struggles with addiction, check us out, Life After Addiction Podcast, and you can subscribe at lifeaudio.com.